0: Welcome to On The Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup to nuts rundown and, okay, sometimes, analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Listeners, welcome back to On the Side with Jackie London. I am your host, the namesake of this podcast. And I'm in a great mode. And that is not really how this day started. I was all over the place. I was exhausted. And I just got off of the Zoom with today's Incredible and insightful and really energizing guest. And I think you're going to love this interview. So, my guest today is one of my oldest childhood friends. We literally went to high school and college together and have remained close ever since. Nick Davis is the CEO and founder of Grid Market, which is a platform that makes clean energy projects happen. The company works with sort of three main sectors in general. They work with government and utilities, properties and portfolios, and solution and service providers. And what's really interesting about this conversation and what really kind of blew my mind about the conversation that we had, <laughs> interestingly, because I'm a little bit embarrassed that like this has, Nick is one of my closest friends. We've known each other for years and and yet I still didn't really understand exactly what grid market did until today. So basically, they use a number of different types of analysis and technologies and AI in order to kind of like do a deep dive on a project-based sort of bespoke, tailored, unique for you and your needs kind of like energy evaluation, right? So like we have been hearing Literally, you turn on the news and you cannot stop hearing about the cost of gas or the cost of energy in general right now and what type of energy should we be relying on. And these are ineffective, but are those effective? Is it nuclear? Is it solar? Is it wind? Right? Like there's like so many things out there. Nick kind of cuts through all of that BS. He shares some really interesting tips, so definitely stick with us because we get to that more in the second half of the episode the one caveat that, that I will I will kind of come out with at the top is that, and he will hear Nick saying this multiple times throughout the interview, so I, I may not even have to say this too much for you, dear listener, but what I will say is that the reason why I wanted him to come on the podcast is because Nick is like taking a whole bunch of, he's always been like an adventurous guy when it comes to wellness-related Anything, right? Whether that's taking supplements or trying out a new type of food or literally doing a matcha ceremony every morning in his home. (laughs) <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, you really do. He wakes up at five o'clock every morning. I, I think that's the only way that you can possibly fit in a tea ceremony before you start your day in this day and age. But you will hear all about that in this episode. But I will say, of course, you know my stance on supplements. I am usually not a proponent on almost everyone avoiding supplements, especially if you're, if you're not consulting a physician beforehand. So I goes without saying, but I, it bears repeating, of course, this is my, you know, clinical expertise and application of research and practice when it comes to nutrition advice, but it should not be replaced by the advice from your own personal physician. So you absolutely must consult a physician before deciding to take anything. Also, he quotes a number of studies. I'm pretty sure those are uh, rodent studies and or test tube studies. So sweet burn for him that I'm sharing that with you here. But uh, take take all of that with a grain of salt. You'll hear the rest of the interview. gets really, really great hearing a little bit more about how our industries really overlap and how a lot of our approach to finding solutions that are right for different people, for different groups, for different entire countries um, is really very similar. So I think you're going to love this interview. It's a great one without any more pontification from yours truly, Nick Davis. But first, let's get to a quick listener question. Real quick, today's question comes from a listener also from Instagram. So again, you can always reach me on Insta at London RD, where I am here for your questions anytime, all the time, whenever. Would love to hear from you. Um, today's question is... Do you have any tips for hydrating that don't include drinking more water? And yes, it so happens I do. I mean, hydration, one of my all-time favorite topics, I've got to say. All right, first things first. Just remember that sparkling water, club soda, seltzer, all of those contribute to your daily hydration goals. So that is also considered water as far as your bodily fluids are concerned and your own personal hydration status is concerned. So if it's a sparkling water, a flavored sparkling water, I'm personally really into these waters that um by Sanzo, they are not a sponsor of this podcast. And I wish that they were, but I, I also don't know. How widely available they are. Um, I'm drinking as I speak to you guys a lychee-flavored sparkling water. Can you imagine anything more refreshing? Because I can't. So yes, sparkling water counts too. You can always make your own with like a bunch of citrus or whatever fresh fruit you have, or even frozen fruit that you've got in your fridge or freezer. The second thing is to remember that food also contributes to your daily hydration goals. So eating more veggies and fruit. I mean, I know I roll a dietician telling you to eat more veggies and fruit. It's like very obvious, but I don't think that a lot of people know that like fruit really can contribute. I mean, veggies, veggies too, but like just for example, a large apple can give you up to half a cup of water per serving, right? I mean, like that's a lot. That's, that's going to take you far. A cup of grapes is about a quarter cup of water, even raspberries, pineapple, those are high water volume fruits. Same with things like melon, watermelon. Also making more berries a part of your snacks. I'm loving like a frozen berry situation right now. I feel like mixing those into your daily meals and snacks can have a huge impact, especially when it adds up throughout the day on your overall hydration status. The next thing I would recommend is just remember that also coffee and tea, no matter what kind of garbage you've heard on the internet, these also contribute to to your daily hydration goals. So if you are, let's say, having a cup of coffee and you're adding a little extra milk and you've got some ice cubes in there, perfect way to stay hydrated. Yes, it's true that coffee is a diuretic. Caffeinated coffee is a diuretic. But diuretic does not mean that it's dehydrating right? So it's still contributing to your daily hydration goals. It just means that it's speeding up the process of diuresis, which means that you you will excrete, but you are still taking in and contributing to the overall fluid needs of your body. So those are some big ones. I think that it, that kind of summarizes the things that I think are most critical, right? So remember the caffeine counts, remember the sparkling water counts, or any unsweetened beverage for that matter. I should also add that in there. So even if that's your diet beverage, get that in there too stock up on those high water volume fruits and veg, you know, make those more a part of your meals and snacks. And of course, be sure to, you know, get involved with a little extra caffeinated bev. Maybe it's a salad for dinner tonight. You're going to snack on some extra frozen fruit or add those to your morning cereal or yogurt parfait, whatever it is, consider where you can add more high water volume fruits and veg to your daily meals and snacks, and then you're doing your body a double whammy of good things. All right. I hope that answers your question. You can always check out more info on that. I have a whole video on the topic on Instagram at JacquelineLondonRD, and I'm going to get us into our interview right now. Here we go. in a purely selfish way, this is the best possible way I can imagine to make forced encounters with friends. (laughs) I love it. This is a forced encounter with friends. Yeah. Nikki, what's happening? How's your day going? What do you do? What's a day in the life of you these days? What's happening? You're you're in a lush jungle in the middle of Brooklyn at the moment.
1: In the the Brooklyn jungle. You know, I, I think the first thing that I try to do is wake up. Before my young terrorist of a child who is going to put a damper on my morning plans and what my morning plans typically entail. It's, it's getting up, drinking a ton of water, taking some pills that I assume are going to make me feel better for the rest of the day.
0: Okay. I need to circle back on that. Okay. And getting a workout in. Is the workout virtual? Oh,
1: I've come with my, I've come with my, my things. (laughs) So so you can see what I'm doing. And and these, these of course, help me get a better workout in in the morning. Of course. I'll also say that that there's no part of me that's convinced that any one of these things is a panacea or even works, Mm. but I can convince my body to work out harder when I take them (laughs) that I'm feeling better. So, you know, provided I can lock myself and it works, then it, it helps. And I guess... Should I go through the typical day? So yes, you, you, you give get a, us – Yes, start oh, at the yeah. very
0: beginning. Spare us no detail. What's a breakfast? Wait, we don't, You don't have to start with breakfast if that's not the first thing, but, but we got to oh, get well, breakfast in there. I'm
1: happy to do breakfast because sometimes I do try to get something in before okay. the workout. So okay. I'll probably probably wake up around 5. I'll, uh, Damn, that's early. Wow. Yeah. Got to beat the baby to but the wake. But
0: gotta, you've got to beat Isabella. That's the thing. I mean, if you don't, then it's over for you, right? Because then she's going to want to hang.
1: Well, and, and, and I don't know, uh, you might have some insights on this, but the longer I go in the day without getting my workout in, the absolute worse I'll feel if I if I don't get a sweat when I wake up as soon to be waking up as possible. So doing an afternoon, like not a worst case scenario for me, a worst case scenario is obviously nothing at all, but first half of the day, getting it done makes my day right. makes me feel good.
0: You have really always been that way. I feel like, like, I really feel like that started That started in your elementary years or perhaps your high school. Like, that's like a cross-country running habit. I feel like that was just, like, ingrained in you. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: what I'll do is wake up at 5, sprint downstairs, feed the cat, pre-make a (laughs) bottle for the baby. So that's covered. Chug about three of these, just pure water. With these pills that I... He's holding
0: up 16-ounce. I I want to call that a 12-ounce glass. Okay. These pills are sure. Okay. The dietary supplement situation.
1: <laughs> typically, then do like some granola and nuts with like oat milk in it.
0: Like a proper and maybe, bowl.
1: And if and if my baby has enough fruit for the morning, then I'll steal some of the like the excess fruit, be it a blueberry or a raspberry, typically, throw it in the bowl, house that. Now that I have some stuff in my in my stomach, so I'm not going to feel nauseous if I do it. Out comes the ceremonial matcha with the whole Oh like, the ceremony. The right. The matcha, the matcha ceremony. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the chase in and the whole thing. So chug the matcha <laughs> and then get to the workout. And then the the workout is typically one of three things. I'll save your favorite for last. Okay. So, so we okay. can get into okay. that. But number one, it, it could be the torture device, which is the rower, the, the, the concept rower. Um, How is
0: that? Wait, what what kind of rower is it?
1: The, the concept two rower that like is at every CrossFit basically, not that I've ever done CrossFit, but th- that's what you see at all these gyms. And th- that's probably the best 20 minute workout, at least that I could possibly do. Really? It's like a full body, you know, you, you get a full aerobic workout, but every single muscle in your body is getting like, you know, tortured and, and you sweat like mad. You can do a sprint that's kind of comparable to your run time. If you do like okay. a 5k, well,
0: I love it. That sounds so, kind of fun. I know, you know, I don't ever think I've used a rower. Which feels like I'm missing out on a lot of things in my life. That feels really nice, like, and enjoyable, too. But, like, can you do other things or or do you feel like you have to, like – and by other things, I mean, like, like besides listening to music, could you – if you wanted to turn on the news, would you be able to, like, internalize any of that or something? Yeah, so you,
1: you can either position it in front of a TV, of course. Okay. Or – I bolt a little thing onto the top so I can put my iPhone there and I I like watch a movie or a show. Amazing. And then the one that'll blow your mind that segues into one of the other workout options is sometimes I throw the Oculus VR set on and the Bluetooth hooks up between the rower and the Oculus. And there are some apps where you can literally be rowing on an alpine lake in Germany on one hand, or you can be in a mining cart in the Western U S going through a cave with like little, you know, elves running after you. So (laughs) you can have a completely immersed interactive experience and you can be chased while you're (laughs) rowing. So it it just, it's a way to make working out a little more fun. Um, So that's good.
0: I really feel like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) wait. So in other words, you can do a pseudo Oculus situation from the rower. Like you can be watching. Oh my God. That's so cool.
1: More well, than it's kind of like
0: like you can do the real thing.
1: You can get completely immersed, and, and you can you, you can row against people all over the world, or you can be in place. But it's it's pretty uh it's it's pretty cool.
0: Okay, I have so many questions about this because so, you option, know what I that, just
1: that's, one. Oh, that's, that's what
0: that's what that, that's that, one
1: that's option one that's workout one in the rotation. The then first the next thing stage.
0: you reminded me of though when we got to get back to this is the Oregon yeah. Trail. Like, what if you could row like you were on the Oregon Trail? Remember that game? <laughs> This was yeah, the be best game. Cool. Okay, anyway.
1: if you could talk the the wagon and float it, or you know, head to Fort Bridger to buy supply. I remember all those things. That was and a great the birds.
0: Game. Do you remember the like where, where you had to like take down the birds? Like you would just stop in like a a fjord or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: you okay, take down a bird or like a bison or a deer. Right. You're, you're yourself. You're on the trail. You would it's, get
0: dysentery, which is which. Is- <laughs> Which I feel like but, but, we actually you know, know a couple of people that have had dysentery, unfortunately, yeah, in 2022.
1: Yeah. We have been those diseases, but at least we didn't have, like, tick-based diseases really oh so much God. or, like, I uh, prion diseases. If that's prion, prion, whatever, like, you can get from a deer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is just, like, when did they become these vectors of disease, quite frankly, honestly?
1: So option number two in the rotation is just a straight-up, like, trail run in Prospect Park, which is, like, the only place where you can heaven. get lost in woods in Brooklyn. So reduced impact, get, you know, a, a three-, four-mile sprint in. And then option three is – Folks, is I just like, want
0: to call your attention to the fact that he just called a run reduced impact compared to this high-octane rowing situation. If you're a <laughs> rower, we're going to need to hear from you. Okay, keep going. <laughs> If you're a coxswain, please call. No, <laughs> 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 call us. <laughs>
1: and and then the, the the Oculus is kind of third on the rotation, and th- there are two main apps that that are cool on on the Oculus that that, that I use for kind of the Oculus day. One is as a warm up. They're Supernatural, where basically. You've got these, like, you either have boxing gloves or these, like, lightsabers that come out of your hand, and you're, like, smashing stuff or punching stuff and, like, ducking and bobbing and weaving. That's the warm-up. Then this next one is called Thrill of the Fight, and it's, you're literally boxing people from around the world. Anytime I've put someone in it to try it, they've been absolutely exhausted. My my sister-in-law tried to sit in a chair and fell. (sighs) Because it was so realistic, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, other people have basically said that they're on the verge of a uh, you know a heart related incident, lying on the ground because it's so intense. Oh my god! And then if I'm traveling to, to like someplace tropical, it's just the long swim into a run. So. One of the reasons I think maybe some of these pills work is when I was in Anguilla, having done almost no distance swimming in years and never these kinds of distances, I was basically doing two mile endurance swims into two mile runs, which I've never been able to do before. And that was with like no time in the water. I'm not like a super athlete. I feel like things have just gotten better from like a lung capacity and like, you know, aerobic perspective.
0: I think we might have a couple listeners that would consider you a super athlete already. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it, just from it, hearing all- about the one of three, okay. I'm sorry, gotta interrupt us to talk about the Oculus because it's the coolest thing I've ever tried in your basement, which is which yeah. just so happens to be where you are now. That's First right. of all, you if you want to look like an asshole, you yeah. put on this helmet, <laughs> and and then you swing, you flail at things because exactly. because I was being kindly recorded as I did this. And I was like, I look like I've been taken over by an alien and (laughs) also I'm wearing this like headset. Is the Oculus a Facebook product? It's made by Mark Zuckerberg, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I I think some kid figured out how to make virtual reality headsets not make you nauseous. And then I think Facebook bought it for a few billion dollars or something. And now it's meta.
0: Is this the metaverse? That you're in when you're doing this.
1: Well, I, I think if you don't have that equipment, you can't enter the metaverse, right? And that's so. it.
0: I mean, you got to buy this thing. No, but I, but I will say this. Like, it was the coolest, weirdest experience. If you've ever <laughs> done anything that is like in that kind of 3D, what do you call it? Is that dated? 3D, 4K, <laughs> what is it? <laughs>
1: What? VR VR. Today, but, if you've yeah. ever,
0: ever done any kind of VR situation, you feel like you're on a ride and working out at the same time, which is honestly kind of like a high review, I guess, because those two things put together do sound kind of amazing. But it is yeah. so fun that you do feel like, well, it's two things. On one hand, it's a much harder workout anytime you have to use your brain to think at the same time as you're working out, right? Like you do something like running, you can be thinking about other things, you know how to do it, it's just one foot in front of the other, same with the swim. But with this, it's like, there's just so many extra calories burned simply by like putting so much mental energy into something. And I felt like doing it for about 10 minutes in your basement was like uh, more than (laughs) an... Yeah, yeah, for sure. For a day because it's so different. And you're also like, whoa, where am I? And then you're like, am I falling? No, I'm still in the basement. Is that I mean, a box? Is that, is that Rocky? No. no. My parents
1: have one and do it almost every day, right? So it's, this is one of their best friends. We got her to have one too. And they love it. So whoa. like everyone is just, you know, it's it's catching on a bit, especially like some of these workouts. It's making it easier for some people to work out.
0: This might be a question you don't know the answer to, but.
1: <laughs> I'll pretend I do.
0: You could, you can, and you have every license to do so. Besides working out, what exactly is happening out there in the metaverse? Like, what's the point of this outside of physical activity in your home?
1: For me, none. Right. Like, if I was really into the metaverse, then <laughs> right. there are all these cool things you can do. I, I think people people purchase property now so they can like have a an estate next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse, and, and there's actually real money flying around. Yeah, typically, like kind of crypto money. Pretty cool, I guess. But it's it's not it's not where I focus my time. I, what I'm doing is working out and occasionally going on like a National Geographic tour of a safari park or skydiving instead of a coffee at three.
0: Right. I mean, like, that's so cool. Like, that that concept is so cool. Buying property next to Snoop Dogg feels like goals I want to do, not with this headset on. <laughs>
1: exactly. I, I think, I think you've, hit, you've, hit a, you've hit an interesting point. The reality of it all is any of this stuff is better to actually do. Right. Th- this is all kind of, if I can't actually do it, I right. might as well do it this way. It's kind of a defeatist view of the world where it's, you know, I've... Uh, <laughs> I've resigned myself to living the dream in VR at the expense of pursuing the dream in real R, (laughs) real L, real life. I I think, uh, you know, it's a fantastic point, but it's a tool that, that if it enables you to get a good workout in if you're stuck at home or if it enables you to, you know, do something a little different that you wouldn't motivate to otherwise do, that's great. If it gives you a false sense of competence like I had when I I was I was on a, a work trip to Dallas and uh, I'm like, my hands are so fast, I'm punching so fast because of these boxing games. I hit a heavy bag for like five minutes. I'm doing great. I do a hook oh, in a no. way that you're really oh, not no. supposed to hit something outside of virtual reality and basically walked around holding my injured uh, wrist <laughs> for about no. you know, two days. So I think... <laughs> People do need to be reminded this isn't real, right? It's not real. It's it's
0: not real. (laughs) What I like about it, first of all, is A, the fact that you know what a specific safari might look like, even if you've never been. Like the idea that you could have access to that from, let's say it is like, let's just call it National Geographic footage. Like that's the coolest idea. It's also the coolest idea to have a workhouse that's available to you that you could do in so many different ways and in different settings. Yeah. I also like that it's sort of a switch up for people who get tired of doing the same thing frequently and that the fact that your parents also use it makes me feel like it really means that it could be something that is accessible to people of every age, right? Absolutely. Have you put this headset on, Isabella, yet? What about the
1: um, cat? The cat definitely. Uh, she's a she's a big fan of, of the metaverse. Uh, no, no, she, she's never gone in the headset, but she does have some iPad games that she uses for for painting.
0: Isabella um, does not the cat. the cat. Oh, the cat does. Okay.
1: I, I, Isabella, <laughs> we're, we're trying to limit we're, we're trying to limit her screen, screen time. time. So she she only gets TV or, or or movies in times of crisis. So right. planes, intense screaming, pretty much things that happen. Yeah. You know, well, the intense screaming happens frequently, but I, I think uh, you know <laughs> planes travel that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, that
0: feels like the moment. That feels like the moment. No, no Oculus yet for her. Okay, I promise we're gonna we're gonna move off this topic in a second. But this is my other question about the Oculus. Does it travel well? Like, if you went to Dallas, could you pack this?
1: Yeah, I throw it in a bag every time I go somewhere.
0: Really? So that yeah, thing I folds know. up. That's
1: yeah, cool. But but I have to say, I'm in no way affiliated with Meta or Facebook. I'm not an Oculus salesperson. <laughs> Th- that said, I might be one of their most prolific channel partners. I I'd probably have caused no fewer than 30 people to purchase them, which you
0: know. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like I was slightly tempted after trying it, although I will say like I really feel like your timing of purchasing this device. Was like, basically, you got it in March of 2020. Like, it was like the smartest, like most well-timed decision you could have made for someone who like does like to do immersive things in nature who like then might be limited by certain travel restrictions. Like this was the thing meant for you. (laughs) All
1: all the credit goes to my wife who read an article and then impulse purchased it and was about to return it. And then I said, no, 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 No. let's give it a go. (laughs)
0: Let's hack this. But we're going to get this. We're getting this. Okay. All right. Let's stop giving Mark such a platform.
1: (laughs) Yes. Let's take his platform away. Take his platform
0: away. Okay. Let's go back. So you've done your one of your three. You get back. What's happening? What's going on?
1: Then it's running up and and hanging out with the baby and doing about nine million books until the nanny comes, maybe giving her some food. And
0: what's on the menu for Isabella's breakfast these days?
1: the most varied and intense selection of, of fruits and different things that one could possibly imagine. She, she gets uh, the nanny makes her all these kinds of little muffins and stuff with healthy stuff in it. Uh, I'll I'll try to describe at some point what those things are. She always gets massive handfuls of blueberries and raspberries. Occasionally, maybe some, uh, you know, multi-grain hippie-seeming toast that, that we found somewhere or <laughs> an English muffin uh, with some butter and jam. It's always no fewer than nine items to choose from. And, and then typically a, uh, typically a Greek yogurt that's been turned into a popsicle with Ooh. frozen cherries and blueberries diced into it.
0: That's a brilliant one. That's such a good one. Yes. And I always feel like I would give this advice to parents, but I would also give this advice to myself slash adult, <laughs> which <laughs> is that if you feel like, like, I just feel like there's something fun about eating something on a stick. Who doesn't yes. like it on a stick? Everyone. Yep. You get a skewer. Fun, it's exactly. It's a popsicle. Mm-hmm. Anything can be a popsicle if you want it badly enough, frankly. Very true.
1: It's very true. All
0: right. So then you're ready. You're ready. It's work time.
1: Yeah. Then okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to work. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get into the nuances of a work day, but it's a combination of internal like team calls that happen every morning, then external calls, presentations, et cetera. Then getting back to the rest of it around, uh, around the middle of the day. That's when, the, the, that's when these things, these things come in,
0: as you've seen. <laughs> yes, you them up there. Okay. Those, he's holding those, up the supplements again, guys. This, this is happening. Right. It's real. The
1: supplements are back. So take some of those maybe have maybe an english muffin with some some you know some smoked salmon on it or, or and some butter that
0: sounds beautiful you know, the- that sounds yeah, delicious. That, that,
1: that kind of, typically, I'm, I'm pretty high protein throughout the day, particularly if I did one of those like more kind of a row or, or an Oculus because like I'm really, I'm sore. I need to rebuild that stuff. So something typically like, you know, high density, that's high protein. A beautiful,
0: that's a beautiful combo. The smoked salmon with the, we got protein, we got carbs in a two to one ratio. This would be my, my recommendation right there. You did it. You didn't even know you were doing it. You're killing it. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Is that's that a right. lunchtime or is that the pre-dinner that's snack? A okay,
1: that's a lunchtime. Okay. And and in order to make it taste even more delicious, I I, uh, I crack about a pound of pepper on on each Ooh. side. Love so that, it. Uh,
0: Wait, intense. do you know what I discovered recently that that I just feel like I need to share with you in this moment because it's right up your alley and yep. it might blow your mind and it's definitely you might even have it already.
1: <laughs> I love this truffle.
0: Hot sauce.
1: I don't have it. That you sandwich. need
0: it. And you're about to order it. Yes. And by the way, if you work for Truff and you're listening to this podcast episode, we love you.
1: <laughs> I love <it>. Truff.
0: <laughs> truff. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. A trough of Truff. Exactly. Just come on over, bring a trough in a, truck a trough. of Truff. truff. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay.
1: Uh, amazing.
0: <laughs> all right. So what's happening at dinner time? And then we gotta go back to your work day.
1: Skipping the post lunch, like back to work, blah 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 blah. Um, the the one thing that I try to fit in as like a fifteen minute break every afternoon is kind of one of those holotropic hyperventilative breathing sessions, like a Wim Hof style thing,
0: right? So that's
1: basically this is just the other wackiness okay. that I do okay. the table effectively controlled hyperventilation.
0: Folks. <laughs>
1: Folks, oh, I I'm just going
0: to, I'm making a face right now. You can't see, but I, it just feels like one of those things you wouldn't choose to do. I mean, now many of you may be listening to this and thinking I wouldn't choose to be a coxswain <laughs> <laughs> or I wouldn't choose to go on a four mile run in Prospect Park first thing in the morning, but, but really chosen. hyper. <laughs> tell us more. Tell us more about that. Okay. Well,
1: this is just, it's getting into more wackiness, I know, but but th- these things are interesting, at least. Oh, yeah, so, I mean,
0: th- I'm interested. Tell us.
1: <laughs> so right before the pandemic hit, I went to a Wim Hof method class. And, and if anyone's kind of- go- I'm
0: going to Google as you talk. You okay. keep talking. I've got to Google because I've just got to understand this. <laughs>
1: He's this Dutch dude that has all of these cold water records, and I, I wanted to get into I wanted to get in, into cold water swimming for a variety of reasons, but mainly because I don't want to give up the beach in winter. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of dedication. That's listen. That is. The best reason I've ever heard. And it's a legitimate one. Okay.
1: Yeah. This guy basically, you know, he's got all the records for like summiting Everest and just a pair of shorts and no shoes, like longest (sighs) distance swims, like that kind of of stuff. And so I was really interested in the class. And, you know, I thought it was all about ice training and and the cold, but it, it turns out in that class that it's a lot about this controlled hyperventilative breathing and and that enables you to get in cold water where you typically, you know, lose control of breath. And because you're really hyperventilating on your own and and in a controlled fashion, it means when you get into ice water, you're less likely to immediately start going.
0: (laughs) Which is exactly what I would do for sure. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, basically they lead you through this processes of, of breath holds that are it's combination of, I guess, you know, some kind of yogic breathing, but more interesting for me is is it's what a lot of free divers do before they get ready to do free diving record holds. So people that do like, they do free dive fishing or, or, you know, free diving in general. And when you do this combination of hyperventilation into the holds, if you do a few rounds of it, you notice like very clearly round one, you're able to hold your breath for two minutes. Round two, Four minutes, round three, six. So it's uh, and pe- people, of course, hit kind of different breath holds, no matter what. But anyone can do it, and anyone sees that improvement as they do it. So what that enables, and there are some other kind of benefits that they're studying. And and I, again, I'm I'm all hocus pocus here. This well, is anecdotal. not, not but-
0: even that, but I just okay. I'm not going to try. You keep you keep talking. I have a lot of follow up. <laughs> Well,
1: the, the cool <laughs> stuff about this too is, is they've been studying it as like a, a, an immune system, basically like a cytokine storm suppressant. So for allergies, for your body kind of reacting in, in a, a hyper way uh, to things that maybe it shouldn't overreact to, it, it's a way to kind of numb it. You know, I think they've done a bunch of Dutch studies that I'm not going to get into where, where they like injected people with E. coli and the control group got sick. The <laughs> non-control group was like, you know, not having a, a, a reaction. But of course I convinced myself in COVID that this would mean I'd like never got sick and, and also suppressed my like, you know, typical allergic reactions to like being in a car, being on a plane or having pollen around. Jackie's making such a face. It's like- No,
0: <laughs> I just, I just, it's just the idea of injecting, no, I, I'm, I'm stuck on the idea of injecting E. coli. There's no way, This study could be performed on humans. It might have been done on mice, but but like, if you think that you could be doing harm to a human being, usually (laughs) that's the type of experiment that would not uh, be able to be published in a peer review or or. or I think it was done at
1: a Dutch university, but I I, no, it probably was. It probably
0: was in a test tube or in an animal. Okay, but anyway, okay, but but anyway, I'm more I'm more focused on. The fact that, forget any of the background on it, it just sounds like a generally positive thing to do. I mean, like, just <laughs> just for people in general, for respiratory fitness. I like that you're into the respiratory fitness element of this, Nikki. Well, for, for,
1: From a pure anecdotal perspective, again, which is all I have, you know, when I look at the last few years, so... I I just haven't even gotten a sniff of being sick or or like as long as I'm doing it every day, I I have no congestion or allergic reactions even in peak pollen season. But if I stop doing it, I get congested. So that's kind of my... That's my anecdotal reaction. And I've been around a lot of sick people over these last, call it, two and a half years since I've started, and I never have a symptom, uh, not even a sneeze of a symptom. So a is that an advertisement sneeze. for this thing actually working? I don't know. It could also be me mentally convincing myself that it works and, and going for the placebo route. But what what I do know is I also it's another thing that gives me more depth of lung capacity, which allows me to perform better. It also allows me to take ice-cold showers and get into ice-cold water and not hyperventilate. So th- th- there are like, I think it's all kind of fitting into that kind of hormesis category, right? Where, where you're, you're putting your body through maybe a little bit of misery. So your stasis is a little better, right? And, and oh, I think-
0: Oh, I like that. Uh, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, that feels, not, that's a nice way to, I don't know. We had a lovely guest on on a recent episode who said something that was like perfectly well said about how sometimes like, like that there's certain things that restriction is not something that anyone in- our line of work would ever be in favor of. But the idea of, like, trade-offs and compromise and, like, personal compromise is, is definitely one that we would be advocating for. But I like that you went to, like, the end extreme. Like, for you, this is – I mean, like, since we have known each other, which is many years, unfortunately, yes. for <laughs> I- our current age, but you've always <laughs> liked it. Like you have always liked this. And I feel like the fact that you feel like it has a benefit. but regardless, I just want to say something else. This is not the same thing as taking supplements. This is actually because breathing has plenty of research around it. Yes. <laughs> not to mention you literally need it to live. And also there's nothing wrong with doing things that like, that's real training. I mean, like that is real respiratory fitness training. One might argue Just saying, one might argue that this sort of thing is what's improved all of the other things you mentioned already, including your morning workout and not necessarily supplements, but just saying, I'm just here to be, I'm here for the food. I'm here to (laughs) (laughs) represent, I'm just here to be Sherlock representing real food. Okay, anyway, okay, keep going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then, you know, we, we, we get to dinner and I just, I think, again, not doing any of this from kind of a, goal, a goal-oriented a goal perspective, more just a feeling really good day to day. I think there's a general acknowledgement in my household that the older we get, the slower we metabolize <laughs> food. So we just eat less. And I think having a baby, I think for some people that go the other direction, they're eating more. I, I think for us, we... Stand in fear, serving her these feasts, and we basically eat the scraps of that feast. If it's not like maybe a sit-down dinner where we're out or doing something different, the main is for her. The appetizers are for her. What she rejects is what is for you guys. (laughs) There's a natural reduction quantity, which at at least we've read is 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 healthy. So I, I think it's just, you know, naturally having something you're feeding enables you to maybe not focus so much on your own. It becomes not like a central kind of part of our lives.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just want to, I just, I'm recalling a moment of coming with this now, granted, this is a full year later. So Isabella yep. is, is an older, she is an older gal now. Yep. She's over a year and a half. Year and a half?
1: Oh my yeah, god, is she's yeah. gonna
0: be two. Well uh, she's like
1: 19 months.
0: Weird, and you're just going Benjamin Button style, which is interesting. Right. Okay.
1: So you're so, gonna have the same, the same biological age.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's the goal, is to just meet her where she is somewhere in a couple of years. Right. Like, that's okay, right. totally get that. But the best thing that I just think is the cutest image that like, if, if like I have a struggle falling asleep at night, I just think about Isabella eating her beets, which is the cutest thing I've ever seen because she really (laughs) loved those beets. And Nick and his wife, Sarah, took complete, (laughs) complete clothing removal in order to, because beets basically stain everything. (laughs) They're just like one of those that like the natural color, the anthocyanins, if you will, that come from a beet are going to, they're going to live in every fabric and basically on every face if they're in the proximity of of you. So I feel like really just the folk the general focus and not, frankly the love of beets. I mean right there you could just tell look at her. Look at her already off to such a happy start loving her fruits and veg. Got yep. to yeah. love it. Got to love it. Alright, so then how? Then do we get any kind of like treat involved? Is there like a dessert time? Is there a nighttime why is there a breathing supplement wind down happening? <laughs> is there a ceremonial know, I, wind down tea ceremony?
1: Yeah, I, I think nighttime is when it gets wild and and, it's and we when it really gets wild. Yeah, when nighttime is when like I'll take down half a pint of ice cream or I'll I'll crush some like mezcals or Ooh, you
0: know, mezcal.
1: Or, yes. Or, or, or some wine or something, right? That, that that's when that's when all the work done during the day <laughs> enables you to kind of binge <laughs> on the stuff you really like until you start the process all over again the next morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listeners of this podcast know whatever works for you. That's all I can say to that. I love it. I love it. I'm here for that mezcal and I'm here for that ice cream too. Do we have any brands we're particularly into? Yeah. Potential sponsors. Hope you're listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so what's, what's the one that just opened on Prospect Park? I've got to remember that one. It's, it's local. So I wanted to shout it out. It's not Van Leeuwen. It's, it's, uh, it's like
0: an Ample Hills or one of those. And,
1: yeah. Ample Hills. Ample so, Hills. Local. We'll do some of that, but uh, there's like one ice cream flavor that's always a staple, and it's a uh, I think it's either Ben and Jerry's or Haagen Dazs, maybe Ben and Jerry's caramel sutra is like. It's the definitely
0: yes, definitely a Ben and a Jerry. But, okay, caramel sutra, that sounds delish. But what I'm curious about, Nikki, from your perspective, what are your? I just read this article the other day about Ample Hills having savory ice cream flavors I'm here yep. for it I'm here for an olive oil ice cream I, I mean I can see why that some people might call that not really ice cream <laughs> but again you put it in the freezer anything can be ice cream like chicken broth for example yeah could technically yeah.
1: be. Uh, well sh- sh- shout out to aisha who is on the podcast yeah uh, you know her savory ice creams are ridiculous her, her savory gelato is nice so
0: she made aishanerjaya was on I want to say episode three two or three of this, of the On the Side podcast, she makes a tahini soft serve that when it comes out of the soft serve machine and with this like halva floss that's put on top of it, it literally is the spitting image of Boris Johnson, the prime minister (laughs) of Britain. Yep. (laughs) However, (laughs) it tastes Uh, like the best thing you never knew you were missing in your life. You might say- Nice to see you again, Prime Minister. I hope you're having a wonderful evening. But then <laughs> when you get involved with your spoon, you're like, my life has forever changed. It's the greatest thing I've ever had. Oh my God. It's so good. Okay. All right. So we gotta yeah. to go to Ample Health. But now we now we have really gotten into some some good antioxidant content. We got supplement content. We got a day yeah. in the life here. I gotta switch gears with for a second because we haven't even gotten into your real day in the life as in what you do. Tell us about grid market, Nikki. Tell us about how did you get involved in this? And you've got to really go through it for us because I feel like everyone listening right now probably has questions about energy, as in we're going into the summer, we're using tons of power, gas prices have never been higher, help, (laughs) help us. Start with the first question first. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so without without boring everyone to tears because not everyone's an armchair expert in energy like they are in in it's true. Know, health and nutrition but No
0: it's true but that won't be boring that won't be boring for us give <laughs> right, us we fair, like to fair. we like a detail here
1: I'll do an accelerated history here okay. and, and basically you know myself and others saw kind of the writing on the wall in terms of you know oil and gas is captive uh stranglehold on the US economy and particularly the, the world's economy, mm. you know, for, for a long time, people have been investing in talking about the energy transition. And w- what that means is finding more sustainable sources of power to really drive that transition home. Some people believe in different things, you know, nuclear, solar, yeah. wind, battery yeah. storage, um, fuel cells, more advanced tech, efficiency tech, et cetera, electric vehicles, which everyone's seeing kind of tick up. So, you know, not to go too deep into exactly what my company does, But effectively, we use machine learning and and artificial intelligence to make it as easy as possible to identify and deploy these projects. And that works for it could work for a house. It could work for a factory. It could work for a network of a thousand factories trying to convert to renewable energy and and reduce carbon or some grocery stores or entire countries. And and that's kind of the coolest work that we do. That is is, the
0: coolest work. Yeah.
1: We'll we'll go into an entire island nation, for instance, that spends a huge amount of money on diesel fuel and we'll deploy our platform and then bring in a, a confluence of renewable tech so they're no longer reliant on that you know, dirtier, more expensive power, which they've been reliant on and crushes their economy. So that's really the, that's the rub.
0: That really just makes me so proud. I have to interrupt you and say that. I just want to clap from the inside. (laughs) It really just makes me so proud because I just feel like there's so many like you just mentioned all of those and I realized that I feel like so many people, myself included, get caught up in the term clean energy when really that's a very broad term for saying other sources of energy that may be both sustainable, but also regenerative almost. Put something in and you'll get something out and that continues over time, right? Would you would you say that's a really oversimplified version of what you're trying to do essentially? <laughs> Yeah.
1: And and again, not not to get too deep and and, and nerdy into a lot of this, but, you know, when people are looking at like fusion technology and nuclear breeder reaction and kind of like fusion based energy, things that are going to kind of make energy free and abundant in like 30 years, you know, that's really cool stuff. The the era that we're in now is really bridging to that 30 year away from now through things like the hydrogen economy, things like solar and battery power, things that, you know, are going to kind of carry us there in a clean and sustainable way
0: do you think that oh you okay. were just gonna say
1: well i was gonna say for, for P, even even for people who don't believe in really the, the human impacts of climate change and the human cause like even if you're in that camp which is like an increasingly small camp in the in this day and age the, the, the reality is what's clear because everyone has to go get gas is the, yeah. the what's clear is that the reality that fossil fuels have a they have the latitude these companies to really charge you whatever they want if there's right. you know media hysteria around price increases even if it's not really driven by real economic you know and supply chain realities they have the capacity to ramp costs on you no matter what you're completely reliant that's whether totally. you're an island country with a generator and, and or whether you are a you know someone going to your local gas station those are artificially inflated prices they're making a ton of profit on your back during this time.
0: That's fascinating. That's not even a
1: controversial statement. It's just a fact. Right. There, there, there's,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, fa- what's fascinating about it is, is twofold. One is that it it is interesting to think about, particularly right now, in like where this is really coming to the forefront and it's become much more of a national conversation at this moment and really a global conversation, but like the idea of just not being reliant on one single thing is so impactful. But what I think is even cooler uh, or, I mean, cooler, I mean, talk about a technical term, but like what's even cooler about what you're saying is essentially what you guys are focused on doing now is making a, to some extent, a personalized prescription almost for how a company, a house, a society, like a group of people, a network of individuals can use the resources that are available to you to sort of have a, for now at least, a kind of like multi-pronged approach so that you're not reliant on one single source. Did I that get that right? So,
1: that was so beautifully put. You're hired.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you <know,
1: laughs> Re- really done. But, but yeah, you know, our, our general preference is to kind of hit this trifecta, right? You know, some companies only want to talk about carbon reduction and sustainability. Some right. only want to talk about cost reduction. Some only want to talk about resilience, which is effectively, if the, if the rest of the grid goes down, does your property stay up? Can you keep right. the lights up? Everyone needs to think about all three. Even in a best case scenario, the existing electrical infrastructure out there is aging. Uh, it's yeah. falling apart. Yeah. When storms hit, it goes down. It becomes more expensive. Even in markets that have prided themselves on low-cost fossil fuels like like Texas, every time there's a natural disaster, and even now during the summer, they're paying for it. They're paying for their dependency. So anyone with an independent American streak really should want to have their own solar and battery systems on their yeah. house connecting yeah. to their own EV charger, connecting to their own either hybrid or, or, or electric car. So when the grid inevitably has an outage or when the local supply feeding the grid decides to ramp prices in a way that yeah. you ultimately pay for, you're hedged. It's simple risk mitigation because the next time a superstorm Sandy hits, the next time right. a big supply crunch happens in Texas or all these places, the best way for you to insulate yourself from these, from these problems is to have independence and and you know that that's that's the reality it just so happens that that independence can be cleaner and greener than running a diesel generator on your property which also requires you to go refill it Oof.
0: i mean <laughs> it's really not pretty no it's not pretty but where i was going to go with that is maybe that just means everyone needs to hire grid market i i think, I think that's <laughs> what i personally would say <laughs> But I'm biased. (laughs) I'm biased. Clear bias is up front here. I mean, I'm biased, but like, but I think, I just think that's such a much more holistic way of looking at taking steps to have multiple resources available to you so that you're sort of as insulated from any climate related disaster or a price related disaster. Or if you're just someone with you know, like personal social consciousness about being about having any interest in regenerative agriculture or aquaculture really? or anything like that. I mean, I just think that's really interesting. And I think it's really interesting because there's just so many ways that that could impact our current food system, I personally it's feel.
1: Totally agree. And, and I was going to say, it, it's interesting to see where our industries kind of converge. And when you look at some of the places where we work, you know, Pacific Islands and other places that also have food crises, right? Yeah. Like they're dependent, they're completely dependent on, on imports in a lot of places um, to, to get basic food staples. And it means getting low value, low nutrition foods to, to supplement like taro and other things. And what's kind of becoming a hit in a lot of these places to at least research and start experimenting with our vertical farms. Uh, so you can get so kind cool. of, yeah, d- the nutrition. And, and those things need a lot of energy to function. They save right. water. Ultimately, it's sustainable, but they need to be powered by renewable energy or else it's just going to be more diesel burn and diesel cost, which defeats right. the whole purpose of, of no generating stuff there. So it's uh, the, the nutrition and energy aspects in those countries in particular become kind of very aligned.
0: We had someone, Lori Taylor, who was a guest recently on the podcast, we were talking about exactly this, which is that so many of these vertical or like indoor farms that are kind of up and coming, especially in California, at least in the U.S., that so much of the barriers to entry with scaling this or making this kind of worth the cost is both that exact statement that you just made, which is that it ultimately drives up the price of how you can continue to sustain and monitor and make sure that there's like growth and crop health and integrity, all of that. But then yep. on top of it, there's the fuel burn that you get from having to import it, export across the country, much less across the world, right? Like that then, you know, that from from that kind of like personal choice level, you're sort of weighing the Okay, well, maybe this one specific farming system was beneficial to the environment, but what now what? Like now what happens once it leaves and if you don't have that kind of control if it's not completely vertical, then you have then you run into those questions, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think people have to recognize for all of these things, you know, no one technology or solution a panacea for every place. To every place, there's a different solution. Hopefully you find enough places that have some commonality that you can generate economies of scale and make those solutions cheaper. So, you know, if you have... Vertical farm infrastructure in urban environments, where you know the, the the stakeholders in that environment can can pay for it and it's efficient, yeah. and you can cut out a lot of supply chain issues, then great. Places like Singapore are, are doing really interesting stuff with, with that kind of stuff. They've got a really highly dense population, and they're, they're trying to get into vertical farming and doing a lot of that work. I think islands are a good case for that too. Yeah. If you're in a place like. You know new york and you're surrounded by agriculture i mean look at uh the, the freshest fruit you get in new york is is from the uh, the chinatown markets right they don't right. have any cold supply chain th- th- right. these things are cheap and they're good quality because it goes right from the farmer to the to the cart and and you know that's why it's so much cheaper that the intermediaries are out so you know yeah. not every solution or not every problem requires the same solution The nice thing where technology is, is like we can use statistics and prescriptive evaluations, whether it's energy, whether it's food, whether it's all these things to like identify the right solution for the right place without like doing 10-year consulting studies on it.
0: That's so cool. I just can't even tell. It's so cool. And also, it helpful, I'm, right? yes, and it's so optimistic is right. Like it actually makes people feel like there's a real future that does not require so much of this like over politicized conversation about like, it's gotta be this one way or it's gotta be this other way when actually it really is a confluence of things. And then there's the added layer of the whole personalization bespoke aspect of what you guys are doing. It's so cool and hopeful. Hopeful is the right word. I like that.
1: Politicians and, frankly, the, the the media right now just don't yes. really get nuance, and, right. and they, 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 they they treat us like we're all dumber than we are, and th- that's a great way for them to maintain the narrative. And I'm, right. I'm not a not really a conspiracy guy, but it's just a fact and reality that like we're all smarter than the people that rule us, and and Completely. you know we, we need to trust in the tech, and we need to trust in our own creativity, and I, I think we're kind of because the tech is getting so good, we're kind of in a world where everyone has access to innovate, right? It it, it should no longer be everyone sitting on a couch. So
0: So besides going to gridmarket.com, if you didn't hear that, (laughs) let me just say that again, gridmarket.com. Besides going to your website, besides going to learn more about this, for the average person who's listening to us right now thinking, God, that's really fucking cool. And I wish I knew so much more about it or like just had a way of getting a little bit more informed myself. Cause I think you are so spot on with that, which is that we do, we are much more capable than we're constantly being told we are. And and I feel like that is both true of your line of work and true of mine, which is like, not every solution is going to work the same way for this, for different people. We're all different. We all have a ton of nuance, both biochemically and in our physical psychological, mental, emotional well-being state, right? Like at any given moment in time, like at life stage, whatever it is. So like, yep. what what else, like, are there any resources that you think are useful for just the average Jackie <laughs> to go and say, I want to read a little bit, like I want to understand a little bit more about where I live or like what's unique about this, about X island in Indonesia, like, Palau, yeah. is that in Indonesia? That's
1: where you. That so, it's nearby, but the, the Pacific Close. is just so huge <laughs> that, like, all these things that seem near to each other are so right. far. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the uh, th- that map of it. They show the globe from the US perspective, the US, like, it's slash Europe perspective, and it's like, it's this thing that's expansive. Then you see it from the Pacific perspective and turn it around, and it's just like the whole world. Right. <laughs> it's just gigantic. So, the
0: Pacific really is fucking enormous. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think at the end of the day, like all the resources are there for people to follow their own curiosity. And, and yeah. th- that's the nice thing about having information at our fingertips. You know, th- there's no shortage of, uh, depend- it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. If your energy costs are high, you can go to Google. And and right. you can you, you can type in energy independence and a bunch of solar, you know, things will pop up, right? Like that the, yeah. the, there's that kind of stuff. Same thing on the electric vehicle side, incentives. You know, yeah. the, you can look up how the government is effectively, you know, doling out a lot of money. Utilities are too for yeah. people that are going electric, people that are looking into other technologies. There's a lot of interesting stuff, but it's even helpful if you're on like a co-op board or if you're yeah. traveling. There are things that'll save you money. They'll save your building money. It'll save you money, you know. So I would say a, a search engine is your friend. Just be curious. And yeah. if you have a problem, look it up and you'll re- you'll receive answers. And, and you can kind of go down the rabbit hole a little. And you used to have to go to a library and devote days or hours. but The a Decimal
0: System. Yeah, you, you can you
1: devote you can devote 15 minutes and become an armchair expert just like me when I'm sitting here telling everyone <laughs> about my, <laughs> my day from the nutrition perspective. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, but wait, I want to go back to something, and then I, I promise we'll get to our last our last little cue. What,
1: I'm not letting you go. Can We're you give give going to keep this going all night. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> I mean, I I would, would be, this
0: would be heaven <laughs> for us. <laughs> Let's use travel as the example. I feel like that's such a good one. Like, what what would you say to somebody who's like, I'm trying to make a summer plan for travel? It could be local. It could be, I'm going abroad. What would, what would be like a, your kind of like consumer tips that you would give for figuring out something that might save you cost that that's related to energy? (laughs) stay stay,
1: you're trying to save money on energy right now, Stay home. Turn your air conditioning off and turn your Oculus on, and take that trip virtually. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly because I don't want to sit in traffic with you. That's so it, yeah,
0: <laughs> especially <laughs> me because you've spent plenty of time in traffic with me, and I, I would probably be making like if this were if this were us stuck in traffic, we'd be both bumping up the air in a vehicle that is not in electric in the slightest. <laughs> Completely (laughs) dependent on gas. And also I'd be scaring the shit out of Nick making him listen to some sort of crime <laughs> something. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it, that, no yeah, that makes sense, though. That does make it
1: sense. It's Really, like, pe- pe- People, people want to go places and live yeah. their lives and, and take trips to, you know, our beautiful natural na- national park system right. in the United States. They want to go to the beach. They want to do things. And I-, I drive a hybrid. It's very efficient. I-, I plug it in. So most of the time, I don't have to use gas. But yeah. when I do fill up my tank, I mean, right. seeing a $100 price tag on gas when... You know, a year and a half ago, right. it was a third or less. It's right. really, it's jarring on one hand, but it's back to the market manipulation, right? Yeah. Like it, under our current system, yeah, we are, we are constrained from doing much about it now other than right. choosing alternatives. What to do about it now? I mean, the reality is for the next couple of years, your energy costs aren't going to go down. They're going to keep going up. Look at ways to make your communities more independent, look for ways to make your own homes more independent and efficient if you can. A lot of those things exist and no one takes advantage of it. Pretty much every utility in the country and and utility rates have gone up 20, 25%. That's gotten crazy. Every one of these utility companies has aggressive efficiency programs they'll change your your you know old lights out to leds for free they'll right. you know run insulation where you have leaks they'll upgrade your hVAC systems for a fraction of the costs and give you these like you know electrified mini split units they'll convert your boilers to electrified right all of this stuff is here yeah google is your friend L- look up local incentives look up things that are going to help you manage these costs and then if you're in a perfect world and I'm in, a, I'm in Brooklyn right now in, in a row house. And this would seem like the least perfect place yeah. to have renewable energy. Everyone in my neighborhood is putting solar canopies on their roof and batteries in their backyard. And if you you know, yeah. you know, can then, if, if you're willing to do the alternate side parking, you can throw your car right on the street outside and you can run a cable and charge up <laughs> your car for free. If you have those <laughs> systems in place, you have to get creative. But yeah. Just realize, that don't be lulled to sleep when you have low prices. You know, a couple of years ago, we had low prices, right? Such so you lull yourself point. to sleep, yeah. right? It's not worth thinking about. You always have your comeuppance because it always goes back up and they always yeah. make their money back. Oh,
0: so well said. Yes. Okay. I love it. And also everyone, everyone listening, you got to go to gridmarket.com. I mean, let me just uh, personally, uh, yes, I am biased. <laughs> What can I say? It's my podcast, right? I mean, (laughs) okay. Now for real, before I let you go, we got to do it. Last meal. What is it? Start from the beginning. Now you can do this as a day of eating. I just want to give some options here. This can be a day. This can be just in your local neighborhood. This can be if you were to get on a plane tomorrow and go to Palau. This can be a mixture because we've had wonderful guests on this show who will go from, actually I think Aisha is a perfect example of someone who we went to multiple countries for this answer. So you feel free to answer this however you like, but I give the caveat because I think sometimes it can be a little overwhelming that- this, this whole question feels like a lot, you know, like for a lot of people, there could be a lot of great answers to this, which I feel the same. So you can also feel free to do this as like, just today, this is what I'm really in the mood for. Or I've been thinking a lot about brunch. I don't know. Whatever it is, totally up to you.
1: I'm going to give my perfect taste.
0: Ooh, okay. Oh, a unique
1: My perfect bite.
0: Whoa. I mean, we've never been this granular, folks. I think, I think listeners are getting a real taste of things here, pun intended.
1: Yeah. So if you're doing like an omakase. Oh, like, an so omakase.
0: Like, I mean, this is, an <laughs> omakase is welcome and encouraged as this answer because first of all, it's beloved <laughs> among both of us. And also, yes. it is fucking epic. And Incredible. also, it is such a perfect way to try a lot of things in one place.
1: Yes. So within that kind of delectable sequence of oh. incredible bites, a piece of, of seared snapper on sushi, that light smoked kind of burn taste on I'm, a, on a piece I'm of
0: literally trying not to drool. I can't yeah. even open my eyes. Okay.
1: To, to me, whether I've had that in the airport in Tokyo <laughs> or whether I've had that with you at an omakase place, yes, that's a taste that to me says like uh, Heaven. it's worth it. It's worth yes. it for me to have paid this exorbitant amount of money for this one little bite of food. And, like, I don't need to leave full. I don't need to leave feeling like I did anything revolutionarily different. I yes. need to appreciate the fact that, like, this this snapper died for me to have this bite, and this bite was perfect. <laughs> and that uh, I think, that to me, that's, like... I don't know. Uh, it's it's rare that and uh, you know uh, occasionally I've had some char sushi that's done the same like Arctic char sushi that's done the same kind of thing. But that that slight sear snapper to me oh is like the best God. for me.
0: It is everything. It's the perfect bite. The you perfect just bite. nailed it, Mickey. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for imparting this wisdom on us. I mean, I feel like I feel like my brain is blown a little bit in the best possible way. So I will stop plugging you and you can tell us where can people find more information, more about you? Where should people go for more Nick Davis and more info?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) supplementquackery.com.
0: You're getting that domain. If you don't get that (laughs) domain soon, I'm telling you someone will have it already. Might be like yeah, Tony and, Robbins and, or something. And, and again,
1: <laughs> j- j- just because I, I've, I've spouted for at least the first half of this call on things that I know so little about, but d- just, to, just to say, I recommend that no one does what I do. J- <laughs> j- just, just throwing that out there, like people should if it makes them feel good, but I am not an expert in any of this. What I'm an expert in is making myself feel as good as possible. I every- love that.
0: I love that is the curiosity we're all here for, that we should all be here for. And don't worry, don't you even worry about it. We got a full disclaimer in the outro of of this of this podcast. It's already there. It's already there. Consult your physician before you take any dietary uh, supplements. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Just had to add uh, that one in there.
1: (laughs) I'll throw out for for, for any listeners also, I'll throw another caveat out there. Or another not a caveat so much as a, a thing to kind of help alleviate your curiosity. If you're trying to wonder whose voice I, I, I sound exactly like, um, if you're thinking about it through the call, it, it is that that guy from the Facebook movie. Um, what's his <laughs> name? <laughs> he, he stole my voice when he filmed Squid and the Whale in our neighborhood.
0: Wait, you're talking about the guy that literally played Zuckerberg? What's his name? Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg?
1: Jesse Eisenberg stole my voice. I could
0: hear that if I close my eyes, but I would say he copied you.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. He stole my voice. Yeah, he so stole your voice. I, I stole my voice when he was filming in this neighborhood. So you know, that, that, that's. I'll also put for anyone with burning curiosity as to who this dude sounds like. That's who it is. And then, in terms of finding me and finding stuff that yeah. I, I would say, don't look for me. Look, <laughs> indulge your own curiosity about all of these things. Right it, when it comes to reducing your energy costs and reducing that that that, that dependence. Google is your friend. Look at folks that can serve you in your location. Uh, But be curious and dive in. It's connected to electric vehicles and that transition, which you're seeing all over. It's being advertised in the Super Bowl now, right? This is mainstream. Get it while the getting's good because there are ample incentives out there. I've been telling people for years that this is going to happen, right? All the businesses and people I've known who are evaluating renewable tech They're feeling the pain of not doing that now. People that didn't make that transition are feeling the pain of not doing that now as we told them that they would. And you might as well do it when the government or utilities are paying to help you make that transition, because otherwise you're just doing it when it hurts the most, which is now and maybe tomorrow. So look up your local, Google is your friend. And then, on a general kind of, you know, on a kind of a, from a a macro perspective, I, I would say, challenge yourself to do uncomfortable things on a daily basis to make your day-to-day less anxiety-ridden and less difficult-seeming. The the reality is everyone's challenges are valid and everyone's challenges are their own. But the fewer challenges you have, the more your stasis becomes challenging. So whether it's walking a little bit, whether it's...
0: Yes. Okay. just yourself. my brain just processed that it was a little bit <laughs> delayed. Keep going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Whether it's depriving yourself of something you feel like you desperately need to eat now. I mean, again, I have no expertise in any of this. All I can say is from personal experience, challenging yourself a little has fantastic snowball effects on everything. My, I do this wacky breathing stuff, and it increases my lung capacity, so I can do more exercise. It means that I can sit at a piano and sing longer notes and and do longer things i get more interested in music i get more interested in different things and it's the same if you're just a person trying to walk more with your kids or grandkids or or, you know not get tired hiking up the hill um but there are snowball effects that challenging yourself can bring on a day-to-day basis and particularly in the pandemic when everyone was like forced in and forced to kind of sit inside it's draining and and fight that
0: yes i mean (laughs) that is perfection that's beautiful Thanks so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at RD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better one meal or snack at a time. Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers.